I am Bella Wood, and this is Removed. This is a podcast where I ask three people the same three questions, and each person picks the next, so I see where I go and what my answers are. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Okay. Okay, we're going. Aunt Carm, how are you? Hi, Bella. I'm fine, thank you. Merry day after Christmas. Merry day after Christmas. Um, (laughs) So you are starting off this podcast, which means I know you, and I know you because you were my neighbor for many years, my best friend's mother, and now an honorary aunt. (laughs) Honorary aunt. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Um. And it has been a pleasure, a pleasure knowing you, Aunt Carm. Um, so I'll ask you to introduce yourself. So what's your name? Where are you from? And what do you do? Okay. Uh, my name is Carmen Freed. I live in Peekskill, New York, which I have resided in for, let's see, if Katie is 27... I guess for 25, 26, wait, no, Stephen 31. I got to backtrack on Stephen. So 29 years, I believe I've lived here and I've lived in two locations, one for a couple years in Peekskill and then another here at Shady Grove um, for the remainder of the time. And I love it. And I currently work at Peekskill City School District as their data analyst and testing coordinator, from which I am just starting my 21st year. Oh my there. goodness. Congrats, the big 21. The big 21, so I'm legal now. <laughs> <laughs> legal to drink in the office? Yeah, yeah, well, I wish. Sometimes I think I need it, but yes. <laughs> uh, congrats, Ankar. Thanks. Um, okay, so we're going to start you off with a little tester question just to get you in the mood to answer questions, and that is, what is your favorite food? Bella, such a difficult question. You know, <laughs> when people ask me things like that, I always respond with, there hasn't been a food group that I haven't liked. <laughs> oh, that's a great answer. Yes, there is not a food group that seafood is not fond of. Um, I, I, I really can't say, except for maybe um, the only thing I can actually say that I wasn't fond of once was my mother's uh, dumplings. I did not like those. Those were really gross. Those oh. are those German dumplings. They're almost like um, matzo balls. Mm-hmm. I mean, little I did not care for them, but I care. I like them now. I mean, now they're great, but at the time I didn't like them. But I guess if I had to pick something that um, is always enjoyable to me, no matter what, it would be um, a really great slice of pizza. Mm, yes, you're not my first pizza. You're not my first. Yeah, pizza. there yeah. have been so a have- lot. Yeah. Yeah. I do love a good pizza, especially that salad slice from Nona's. You got it. (laughs) Okay. So are you ready for your first question? Yes, I'm ready. What is a product that you will always swear by? Um, a product that I will always swear by is my Nivea, um, face cream that I've used since I was 13 years old. Oh my goodness. Wow. Um, I swear that it is the best, 
because obviously I've been told, I can't verify this myself, but yeah. I've been told that I do not look my age. And I do believe it is due to using that since I was that age. I can confirm you do not look <laughs> your age. And I do believe I did go, I did have a facial once, oh gosh, years ago. And the woman was Russian and um, she actually asked me what I used for my face. And I told her and she says, well, that's the reason why. Uh -huh. like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I use it religiously once a day when I get out of the shower. That's it. No muss, no fuss. That's all. But and I've just, used it. I was 12 or 15. I don't really recall when. It's just called Nivea face cream? Well, here it's called um, Nivea. Mm -hmm. But I call it Nivea because my mom's German. And um, we like to get the German one from Germany. Uh, Katie went to, I think, uh, 50,000 stores. I know I'm being dramatic. Went last time when she was in London because she wanted to get me the German Nivea. That actually is um, the best. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Yes. You can find it here in this country in a little tin. It's in a little blue tin. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to, it's usually um, from Wilton, Connecticut. I mean, it's originally the, the recipe, I guess, is from Germany, but I guess it gets made in Mexico and sent to Connecticut. And then it, it gets, you know distributed oh well good to know i will probably try it because i don't even use face cream which you know is not good but are we a little dab you just have to do a little dab like i said i do four like dots and then i rub it in and that's it and that's that's what okay. I do. good to know nevea face cream mm -hmm. the german kind yeah you can't get the german kind here but you know like i said you, you know that's why Katie went painstakingly all over the world to try to find it for me. I had a can from last year when she was on when she worked in London, and I just used that up. So she just gave me a brand new one, and that's going to last a really long time because she got me a bigger one. Oh, nice, nice. So we'll all just hire Katie to go to Europe to get us the exactly. <laughs> okay, second question: What's a tradition you've done for more than ten years? Um, there's so many, um, but one that I can say that honestly has made an impact is, um, me baking my Christmas cookies every year. And giving. Oh, yes. I just came to find out actually this year that, um, Katie's friend Molly's family mm -hmm. has own tradition once they receive the cookies. And what's that? I just found this out last week. I'm just really um, surprised. I guess in their household, when Molly brings the cookies over, because usually I give them to Molly to bring home, um, she's not allowed to open them. The only people that are allowed to open the cookies would be either Fran or John. And then Mr. John makes them go into individual containers so they would retain their freshness until they're all eaten. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, something that I guess I, I like to do and I've done for many years. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot. So many years. As you know, because you've received your own. Yes, I've been the recipient, the lucky recipient yeah. of these cookies. And I just want everyone to know, these aren't just your normal, <laughs> regular Christmas cookies. These are deluxe 
Christmas cookies made in the oldest oven ever. <laughs> 1967 GE oven to just clarify for the podcast world. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, these are delicious cookies. And um, I mean, putting them in an air sealed container is probably the way to go. So they maintain their freshness and you can enjoy them, even though they don't, they never lasted long in my house. So it was pretty much you open them and they were gone the next day. Yeah, and this is kind of the reason why I found that whole little system that they have going at the Balo Yearman house. That that's kind of funny because that is what I've been. Um, many people have reported the same experience that you've had is that they're usually gone by the next day or so. So mm-hmm. what would be the point of putting them in containers? But you know, whatever. I guess you know they must savor theirs a little bit more than others. So, are you ready for the last question? Uh, I I hope so. Yes. Okay. How old were you when you learned the truth about Santa Claus? Well, to be quite honest, Bella, Mm -hmm. I still do believe. That's why I said learn the truth. (laughs) I didn't say it wasn't real. Oh. Well, is it really the truth that there isn't a Santa Claus or is there a Santa if we believe in it so what is the truth i don't know i'm not really quite sure there's a gray line there wow that's what i question all the time because i do believe that in everyone there is someone's a santa claus all the time it's just a matter of you being able to see it so i still hear the bell okay we still got a bell here (laughs) yeah so maybe that's a little too deep for the cast world but really um think no i I don't really know that i ever i think that's a great answer and that's why i phrase it that way because i don't know how people feel about santa claus i would like to think he's real he is it may not be in the representation that we believe it to be in as in this jolly old man with white hair and a beard and mustache but everybody's you know Santa Claus is out there all the time and it's just Mm -hmm. not on the 20th. There's always, you know, I guess it depends on what your representation of Santa Claus is. I suppose the one day that we celebrate and give gifts, but you know, like I had Santa Claus yesterday in the form of, you know, um, Katie giving me a gift that I was totally shocked and surprised about that I would have never bought for myself. Mm -hmm. And so shocked and surprised that I actually cried because I was like, I can't believe this. So that was like a Santa Claus moment. Or, you know, I dropped off a sewing machine to my friend, Gracie Lou. Um, Her aunt had given her a sewing machine for her daughter, Eden. And I cleaned it up and I fixed it. And I had gotten printed out the manual and I'd supplied um, material and thread and whatever. And you know what? Gracie Lou was like in tears because like she never suspected that it would come back because it came to me so dirty and like so in disrepair like I couldn't believe it and Mm -hmm. I was able to it all around and she was like Lester thought we'd gotten a brand new machine so Santa Claus moment so you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. so yeah I love that answer okay I hope that was a I I mean that's just what I truly believe so I don't want to mislead anybody (laughs) 
No, no. I love that answer. I love it. And there doesn't have to be any disclaimer for kids because now it's confirmed that Santa is real. Correct. He's in our hearts. <laughs> All the time. All the time. Aw. Those were great, Aunt Carm. I love those answers. Um, who would you like to answer these questions? Um, this is tough because I, I have um, a few people, but I think I would like to pick um, my dear friend, Rita Polero. Oh, Rita. You know, I almost, I think I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. So I choose her because I think she will, she, I, yes, I choose her. I think she'll be a wonderful uh, choice for your next podcast. Okay. I'm very excited to interview Rita and thank you so much. I really appreciate you doing this. Oh, no problem, Bella. Always. Rita, how are you? I'm great, Bella. I'm good. Good. I'm able to see you, and I haven't seen you in years, so I'm great. I know. It's very nice. Yes. Um, So Carmen is the one who referred you to this episode, so can you tell me how you know Carmen? Well, actually, I met Carmen in the woods complex in Peekskill when Daniel and Stephen were just going to kindergarten. So we were on the same street but we didn't really meet until, really meet until our oldest boys went to kindergarten. So I know Carmen 26 years. Wow, that's a long friendship. It is a long friendship, yes. And it's a great friendship. And it just gets better and better, I think, as we get older. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Um, and we know each other because we were neighbors. We were neighbors. And then you and Mark were pretty much in the same kind of um, age group. Yep. Definitely swam together. Swam together, of, that's right. A lot of car rides going to practice. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's very yeah. true. Mark was always much faster, but it didn't matter. Still had a good time. <laughs> never mattered. That never mattered. Never mattered to him either. Yeah. We, well, I'm glad. I'm glad my friendship wasn't contingent on my speed. <laughs> Mark coached, you know, he coached a year. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That was yeah, really cool. Doing drills and he was like really whipping them. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, so can you introduce yourself and tell us your name, where you're from and what you do? Okay. My name is Rita Polero. I'm originally from the Bronx, New York, where I was born. And um, I'm a teacher at Cardinal Spelman High School for 35 years. And I teach biology honors and uh, on-level biology. And this is my last year. I will be retiring this year. Oh my goodness, I had no idea. That's so exciting. It's exciting. It's sad because I will miss the students. I love my students. I love what I do. I love that contact, that sense of community, but I will not miss the work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And it's time for me to a new chapter. I don't know what it will be, but it'll be something. New chapter at 66. Okay. Well, thank you for all your years of service. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Really has been. Well, you tutored me in bio and I have to say you get a gold star because (laughs) I would not have gotten the region's grade I did without you. I promise that. (laughs) 
you're a smart girl. You just needed a little bit, you know, everybody just needs sometimes just a little bit of being pointed in the right direction of what you needed to get accomplished. And you were on task, so you did well. Thanks, thanks. Um, okay, so let, um, every time I have someone on for the first time, I ask them the same question just to get you in the mood to answer questions. Okay. So are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> what is your favorite food? Oh, I have to pinpoint it to one food? I mean, if you have a few, that's okay. Um, it depends what category I'm in. <laughs> I do love, though, a good slice of pizza. Mm. And once you live in New York, you really don't get a good slice of pizza anywhere else. Very Especially true. In New York City. Mm -hmm. Is so it if I had to pinpoint what my favorite food is, um, I mean, I have a lot of favorites, um, depending upon my mood. You know, I'm pretty much only eat vegetables. I'm not a big meat eater, but if I had to go zero in, I'd say pizza. Okay. That's a great answer. Great answer. And you're amongst a lot of others. A lot of people say pizza. Yeah. It's quick. It's good. It's quick and it's good. Mm -hmm. If exactly. you get the right pizza. <laughs> yes. And I'm all for New York city pizza. Yes. Definitely. It's superior. Um, okay. The big questions. First one. What is a product that you will always swear by? Oh, wow. Like, um, it doesn't have to be a, a cleaning product or a, a product that I always swear by. That's a tough one. Um, I'm going to say, this is a little out there. I'm going to say um, glass or Tupperware containers because they're good for the environment, they can be reused, mm -hmm. and it helps you um, store your food. Yeah, definitely. So I'm gonna say, I even like the glass ones even more than the plastic, because I think that they're more sustainable, and, um, but that's what I would go with, a glass or a Tupperware container for storage. I agree. Definitely. And sometimes I'll, I'll save the ones from like the Chinese food place. Cause then if someone comes over and I want to give them food, you have like, you know, just kind of like a giveaway container, Yeah, a giveaway container. And hopefully they use it and reuse it over and over again so that we can stop the spread of, you know, of like having all this meaningless garbage. Definitely. Definitely. That's where I would go. I think that's yeah. a tough question. <laughs> I know it's a hard one. It's a hard one, but sometimes people have things and they're like, you know, I thought of this question with Carmen in mind. Cause I feel like she's always someone who like, when she loves a product, she loves oh, yeah. a product. So, right. and I can be swayed. So I'm not specific on what kind of specifically glass that specifically glass okay. storage containers. Nice. My mom has these nice like Pyrex bowl containers. Yep. So you can put like, a whole soup in there after you make yes. it. Yeah, me too. And I, when I see them in antique shops, I pick them up because mm -hmm. um, they don't really make them like that anymore. It's like kind of a cliche thought, but um, yeah. So that's, that's what I would say. Yep. Okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. Next question. What's a tradition that you've done for more than 10 years? Making gingerbread houses on Thanksgiving day with my family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I was lucky enough to attend one of those one year. Yeah, I thought so. Yep. There's like so many traditions, but that's like, we've done that um, since my little niece, my great niece, Jenna, um, was two and she's going to be 16. Wow. And Dan and Mark have always, even this year, they did gingerbread houses. We couldn't do them together because of the pandemic. So I gave everybody gingerbreads and Mark and Lauren did theirs and sent pictures and Dan and Crete did theirs and sent pictures. And then the girls did theirs. So, and Katie did hers. So that's been going on a really long time. Oh, I love that people still did it this year. Oh yeah, we did. We did it. Um, the girls did come over actually and do it at my um, apartment, but um, the boys didn't pick them up on Christmas and then they sent pictures. So it was good. Very nice. I love it. That's a great yeah. one. Um, okay. Last one. Okay. How old were you when you learned the truth about Santa? <laughs> oh gosh. I was probably, I, I was probably six. And I probably thought before, like, this is like, whatever, but I'm going to go with it because it's good for me. <laughs> so I would say probably six when you start really going to school, I think mm -hmm. kids talk. So if I had to give an, an actual age, I would probably say six, but I was probably suspicious prior. Okay. You knew something was going on. Yeah. I was like, this doesn't make any sense to me, but um, I'm going to go with it. You know, I didn't think that's sophisticated, but in my mind, I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so when you officially found out, you're like, well, we knew. Yeah. It didn't really bother me because I kind of thought it was, you know, my mom, my mom and my dad. So um, I was okay with that, but probably six officially, but I wasn't devastated by it. That's good. Yeah. To reduce the trauma. <laughs> yeah. 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 Things like that, you know, I just kind of like, all right, whatever. There's no Santa, but the, you know, there's that, that special time about Christmas that, you know, Santa kind of represents like that magic of Christmas and Christmas is magical. I mean, the lights and, you know, family together and, you know, just, I just, the sense of the food and the people, I think it becomes magical in that sense. So I don't think that finding about Santa was that devastating because there was still that sense of a holiday and Christmas and giving and sharing at that point. So, yeah, nice. very nice. Okay, Rita, you did amazing. You answered the questions. And now who would you like to answer these questions? I'm going to give to you um, a, a younger gentleman in his, in his 30s, mid-30s, who I taught, who um, would be very interesting because he's, um, he's Filipino, so you might get a whole different perspective. Um, his name is Mark. Okay, Mark, how are you? Good, Bella. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Um, so, Mark, Rita is the um, person who referred you to this episode. So can you tell me how you know Rita? So Rita was my teacher in biology when I was a freshman in high school. And I ended up actually working as a teacher. So now we work together in the same department at, at the high school where I also went. So it's like a full circle. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. How does it feel to work in the school that you went to? So that was very interesting because you're, you're in this, like, 
you know, as a kid who, who like you love your school, you love your friends, the social life that you had at that school. And then, you know, you're now on the other side, it's, it's surreal and it's, it's weird, but I've been teaching for 13 years now, I think. Um, and, uh, the, the difference between each year is so, it's so big, especially this year, of course, um, because of the pandemic, but, uh, it's, it's an interesting perspective that you get as an adult and you kind of like, you know, and like your teachers when you were young, like they were kind of like untouchable. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now you're in that, you're in that capacity and, and, you know, it's, it's balancing the, the being an adult and being kind of like a parent figure to them and also being there for, for the kids. Uh, mm -hmm. I, re I, I know that this year the kids are struggling because they're mostly online. So they don't like that part. They like seeing each other, they like being with their teachers. And I know some teachers, um, many teachers, you know, they like the interaction too with the students. So it's, it's missing on both ends. Uh, yeah. But I like I like being a teacher. Good, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I I guess it's good to you know like what you do. Yeah, yeah. Or you like you know when you're younger you like end up forcing yourself to like it and then you just end up liking it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's great. you know. <laughs> um. So this episode always has three people. So the first person in the episode, her name is Carmen. Freed. Do you happen to know Carmen? I know her um not as well as Rita oh okay but you've met her before I've met her before yes oh okay so we're working with a smaller circle this episode which is cool okay yeah. I see what you're saying yeah yeah um okay so Mark can you introduce yourself I know you kind of touched upon like what you do but just yeah. to briefly go over it so what's your name where are you from and uh if there's anything else you do sure uh, my name is Mark Bassa, and I am from Peekskill, New York. I actually came from the Bronx and Yonkers, but I also was born and raised in the Philippines until I was about 10 years old. And then I came here to America when I was 10. Um, I'm a teacher. I've been teaching for 13 years, and I'm passionate about climate and sustainability. Uh, and that's, you know, I think looking forward now into the future, we need to make sure that we are caring for the world or setting the world up or the earth for, for being a place where, you know, our children can live, I guess. So that's my passion, I would say. Yeah. Very important. So I'm happy, you know, you're on board and spreading the word. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Are you a big fan of uh, Greta? Turnberg? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a science teacher too, you know, so, you know, I always like, bring that up like and 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 always try to instill awareness or you know make it fun too for for the students because a lot of science is boring or it used to be boring so i know that there's a movement now right throughout education where you know science is fun you know we want all of these young people to to be invested and involved in it mm -hmm. so i'm trying to do my part i guess yeah <laughs> thanks yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think um, science can be really fun. Like I know um, there's like an emphasis to learn coding now and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I have hope that the younger folks will come up with a really great idea that hopefully changes the way we uh, live. 
Yeah. You know, I come from like a generation of my, my peers were the ones who created social media, who created or like paved the way for like the internet. So I know like the workings, like I, if, you know, if you talk to me about computers, I can understand it. But then there's that generation after me who were born in, in, in the computer world, who were born in the internet world. So they don't know or not aware of, of how it came to be there. Just, they just know it, that it's there. So that's to their advantage, right? You know, like, so they, they'll be good with it, I think, in the future. Yeah. The kids, you know, will be the ones who will make something out of it, I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. So every time I have someone on for the first time, I ask them the same question just to get okay. you in the mood. So are you ready? Yes. Okay. Mark, what is your favorite food? My favorite food is, for me, it's hard to say that exactly from where I come from, you know, like I come from the Philippines. And so I like, a, you know, and, and I grew up here in America. So my favorite foods is a mixture um, of both American and, and I would say Filipino food, but I think I'm more of like a multicultural. Um, I think my likes are multicultural. So mm-hmm. I make myself food all the time. And it can be like Indian inspired. It can be like American inspired or Filipino inspired. Um, if I had to pick a favorite food, I would say rice. Okay. Like any any kind that, you know, however it's made, whether it's like sweet or savory, mm-hmm. it's kind of like comfort for me. Um, and it, I know like some people grew up with pasta, right? Um, so that like gives them some comfort. So to me, rice would be, um, a comfort, whether it's steamed or fried or mixed with something or like created into something. Um, so it would be rice. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. You are our first rice. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm a little surprised because I know people eat rice all the time. So, yeah, it's I think it for me, it's also like a statement, you know, it's it's like being proud of of my culture, being proud of where it came from, I think Mm -hmm. is maybe why I responded to that. Um, There's like these sushi chefs who. I think they, they learn for like 10 years how to properly make sushi rice. Like these, like, like, it's like, I thought that that was like a fake thing, but like when, like I heard about it again, or like saw a video again, like these like sushi chefs, like had to learn, like rice took like so many years to do. And, and, you know, and I guess that's why, you know, like there's, there's a big, uh, it's a part of me, I guess, you know, like that's what I grew up with and, and it's, it's comfort to me. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that's really cool. I think um, it's important to be connected to your culture through food. Personally, I think that I mean, some people don't care, but that's you're right. Yeah, I just yeah, because it's it's like um, survival, right? You know, like, when you eat, you survive. So that's, that's fundamental to 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 our health to our lives. 
I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Are you <laughs> ready to get into the big three questions? Yeah. Okay. First. That wasn't a question. That was just an icebreaker. That that, that yeah. That's just to get you in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I'm trying to ease you into it. Great. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> First question. <laughs> sure. What is a product you will always swear by? What's a product I will always swear by? Hmm. And that's as vague as you can make it, right? Like that's, that's it. That's. Yep. Okay. Hmm. Let me think. Can you say the question again? Sure. What's a product that you will always swear by? So, uh, you know, this brings me back to what I said before, how my generation was the generation that created like social media and, you know, part of the computer revolution. So I would say um, a laptop and more specifically uh, my MacBook, because it's, it's, it's also provided a sense of communication for me. And, you know, look at us now, we're talking on it, on a computer, um, on some type of device. So it would be a computer device. And, and if it would be a specific device, it would be a, a laptop. You know, yeah. it's, it's a way for, for us to connect with one another. And, you know, I can talk to relatives in the Philippines or, you know, in Canada or other parts of the country. And I, this is how I do it. Um, and my friends, you know, from college, from, from work, this is how I talk to them. So I swear by my laptop. Nice. I love it. I love it. Okay. Next question. What's a tradition that you've done for more than 10 years? I always make sure that every year I go someplace different, where it's lo whether it's local mm -hmm. or not local. So I make sure that every year I go somewhere I've never been before. And I think I've done it every year. Like I've, you know, whether it's by chance or, you know, I, I, I planned it. Like one year I went to Philadelphia on my own. Nice. One year I went to Paris and Amsterdam on my own. Um, or it could be like a trail, like a hiking trail that I've never done before. Like I'll go do Anthony's nose here or, mm -hmm. you know, um, Beacon or Cold Spring. So, you know, the pandemic kind of hindered that, but I actually went to a new place, a new hiking trail called Dennings Point and Beacon that I've never been to before. So that was very small and very local, but to me, going somewhere new brings like refreshing, you know, something refreshing to me. And it, it makes it makes, it makes like, it expands your world. I think, I think I'm, I'm in search of that um, always. So I always do a new place every year. Oh, definitely. That's really cool. Yeah. I think that going new places is super important because even if you don't have a good experience, like you definitely learn something from it or most likely. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. So 
yeah but, like i'm never going back to this place you know like yeah. which is you know not not really pretty rare but yeah <laughs> yeah like i learned that i don't like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> um wow that's really cool i um i i've hiked anthony's nose i like that one it's a good it's one it's so fun yeah i everyone takes the picture with the flag at the top or yeah most yeah. people um i've never tried that trail and beacon though so i'll have to go the next time i'm up there Definitely. yeah it's by the water and it's um it's not the mountain so it's like close to the water oh, cool. and it's like a short little hike and you see um the other side which is what's on the other side there newberg yeah newberg i think so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you can see newberg it's cool because it's also um like hidden I think they're closed like in the winter, which is cool. It's a preserve. So they open up again in the spring. So they're only open spring, summer, and fall. Oh, very nice. It's nice that they can. uh... Yeah, you know, that was like, I don't know where I heard that from, where you should go somewhere new every year. And I told myself, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I think it's cool. And small or big. I mean, yep. Even if you live, I mean, maybe if you live in a really small town, you'll have gone everywhere there. But yeah. Like even growing up in Peekskill, it it's a smaller city, but there are definitely places I hadn't been. And now it's right. like very different. But even growing up, yeah, I mean, there are places I hadn't been before. Yeah, so. even here, I live in the commons. Like I walk, like I'm bordering like Chapel Hill, that neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. So even that, like I've never been. So like, you know, a month ago, like I was like, well, I'll walk. I'll walk that way. Like, yeah. That way. Yeah. So that was cool. And yeah. they had their own trails and there's other places to walk around there too. So yeah. Yeah. It's, there's just like a lot of different things, even, even in a smaller city. I mean, even New York state, like I lived in New York majority of my life. Yeah. And now I'm living in Western New York currently. And I had never been here before I moved here this past summer like wow and I yeah uh and it's like a completely new experience it's completely different it's definitely a culture shock and um yeah and that's just one state in an entire country so yeah three years ago I went to Buffalo for the first time and I was like this is so cool this is different but so cool yeah very different and I've never really been to like northern New York like where Plattsburgh is Okay. Um, so there's, I know there's like so much more to explore of just one state. It's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think your, uh, your tradition is very feasible and exciting. Yeah. And it's so big, New York. Yeah. It's so like big. You don't think of that. Yeah. It's huge. And it has all different types of like geography and um, definitely a cool state for sure. The, um, the GPS, I think it was ways. I was with my buddy and we drove to Buffalo and it took us like really local. Mm-hmm. So we ended up like in the mountains, mm-hmm. like not the highway, but in the mountains. So we would go up the hill and there would be snow mm-hmm. and then we would go down the hill and there would be no snow. Then we'd go up the hill again, there'd be snow. And then all of a sudden there are these huge windmills and it was foggy and daylight and snowy. So all you saw were like the bottom of these windmills. <laughs> and it was like the coolest thing. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. 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 So different from like downstate New York. And um, yeah, like it's been snowing here for the past three days, just off and on. I've never seen anything like it before. Like when it used oh, to wow. snow 
like living in Peekskill, it'd be like, okay, we have a snow day. And then, you know, like the snow is, it's done snow, yeah. but it just yeah. won't stop snowing. So. Wow. Is that the lake effect snow? Is that what that is? I think so. We're in, um, what's it called? The, like the, <laughs> there's like a strip. Yeah. Of New York that's like stuck in the weather zone. Yes. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, it's coming off. Yeah. And it's localized. You don't see it anywhere else. It's just like where you guys are. Yep, pretty much. And it's just not stopping. So that's so wild. So you have a neighboring town where there's like no snow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was driving here, there was like not that much snow. And then once I got here, I was like, where the heck did this come from? I feel like wow. Yeah. It is very interesting being here. But the perk of being somewhere where it always snows is that they're very used to shoveling and um like um mowing oh my gosh i'm losing my words but um yeah, yeah. plowing uh yeah, yeah so you can drive and stuff and it's fine which is nice yeah because here when we plow it's a big deal mm-hmm. exactly yeah so it, it makes the lifestyle a little it becomes part of the lifestyle which is fine definitely so, <laughs> if you're ever looking for a new place uh alfred new york is interesting alfred okay Yep. Middle of nowhere. Pretty much. <laughs> um, okay. Last question. Okay. How old were you when you learned the truth about Santa? Okay. This is really funny mm-hmm. because I remember in fifth grade, mm-hmm. my teacher was talking about it. And in the Philippines, we have this tradition of you put a sock by the window mm-hmm. and you wake up in the, ne- the next morning and there's coins in it. And you do it for like days leading up to Christmas. You do it from like the 16th to like December 25th. So there's coins. So because Santa brings it, brings you coins like all the time. Mm-hmm. And we carried it over here, you know, like to America. So I, w- I told that to my, to my class, you know, like we were talking about Santa, like in fifth grade. And my teacher was like, well, you do believe, right, in the spirit of Santa. And I'm like, no, it, it's Santa. Like, Santa brings, like, all. So I learned it in school, like, that Santa wasn't real. Like, I had to, like, process it. Like, I didn't say anything at home, but, like. For like a few days, like I, you know, I wasn't traumatized by it, but like, I was like, oh, right. Like he's not real. And then not until maybe like college, you know, like, did I realize that like, oh my God, I have Jewish friends and like, they don't have (laughs) Santa. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It, I always wonder about that. Like when I thought of the question, um, I, I don't know who I'm going to end up asking. So it's, you know, someone might not have ever celebrated Christmas before. So it would be interesting to hear the perspective of someone whose parents might've been like, yeah, hey, all your Christian friends at school, um, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, think this, so just don't uh, ruin it for them. <laughs> or if their parents just kind of played along until their kids were old enough and they're like, yeah, 
Right. Like what if you were younger and I'm sure this happened, you know, if you were younger and you celebrated Christmas and your friends celebrated Hanukkah and no, you know, your parents didn't make a big deal out of it, but you both didn't realize that your Jewish friend didn't believe in Santa. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. What if you're, what if you're a parent and your kid comes home, you know, let it, assuming that you are raising your child with Christmas, I guess, but then your kid comes home and their friend is like, Oh, my friend isn't celebrating Christmas. Like why doesn't Santa go to their house? <laughs> a whole conversation to talk about, you know, right? it's a lot, but I don't know but- how often that happens because I, I don't know how often that happens. But, you know, I think I remember in grade school thinking that Santa did come to my Jewish friends because I just remember like, you know, one, this one girl and she was like, oh, yeah, I celebrate Hanukkah. So I get eight presents. You know, I get one eight for eight nights. I'm getting presents. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like Santa, Santa comes. Uh, so you're times. like, OK, so Santa brings me coins for about nine days. Yeah. And- Santa brings you presents for eight days. Yeah, yeah. So Santa just has like an agenda for everyone pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was my mind. And then like, I really truly believed in Santa, you know, until like the teacher had to say like, it's the spirit of Santa. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) I wonder how long it would have been if your teacher didn't blow it. (laughs) Right, right. And I was still watching Barney in fifth grade. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was watching it like a show, like, you know, as adults, you would watch a show and yeah. that's, you know, in fifth grade, I was still, you know, and my friends were laughing at me. I'm like, yeah, I, well, you know, I, did you watch Barney? And they're like, no, we don't watch Barney. Oh, it's okay. Though. <laughs> I mean, Barney's teaching some solid lessons. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. They were already watching Arthur and I wasn't even up to that yet. You know, like Arthur was pretty quality too, but definitely a step up from Barney. <laughs> Yeah, but I was addicted to Arthur. I love. I- I've I've watched every episode of Arthur except for now, but I I remember as a kid watching all those Arthur shows. Yeah, Arthur was pretty great. But if you watch an episode of Arthur now, there's some stuff there for adults, which is what makes it great. It's kind of like SpongeBob, I think. Oh my gosh, I was just about to say, right? SpongeBob, like. SpongeBob was a show that I would watch as a little kid. I think I was three when SpongeBob came out. Okay. And I would watch it as a little kid and enjoy it, but my parents would enjoy it just as much. Right, right. So there you go. So it was nice because it was a show that everyone would like genuinely watch and enjoy. Yeah. Interesting. SpongeBob's a good show. I do know some parents that won't let their kids watch SpongeBob because right. is weird, but I love SpongeBob because it's- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of jokes in there that will go right over kids' heads. Yes. Um that adults averted have- some of them. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think kids would even think to nope. ask. Like it's just it's they just think it's silly, probably, you know. Exactly, exactly. So shout out to SpongeBob and Arthur and Barney. <laughs> <laughs> all three, all three. um and the fact that we got to there from santa is always interesting that's so funny yeah um mark thank you so much for doing this i really appreciate it thank you bella this is so fun
Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Removed. It was super nice talking to Aunt Carm, Rita, and Mark. I'm so grateful for them to come on and to hear their answers. I thought they were all really cool and original. If you want to check out Removed on Instagram, it's at R3MOVED. So you can match some faces to names and meet some of the people that have come on the podcast. It's cool. And uh, yeah, if you're enjoying the show, just give a like and a follow to keep up with new episodes that come out. And if you have time and you really enjoyed it, uh, five stars on iTunes is always nice, but I'm not forcing you. So have a great day and come back to listen again.